This is a Bandit Radio production. Back to life, back to reality, back to life, back to reality. You're listening to One Team One Podcast, your unfiltered source for LSU sports. Presented by Courtesy Automotive Group and Bandit Radio Productions. On this episode, we highlight LSU's complete dominance over Texas A&M for the past 10 years. We also celebrate sports being back. It's One Team One Podcast and it starts right now. All right, guys, welcome back to One Team, One Podcast. It's Matt and Jack right here for you, episode 21. 21, little Chevis Jackson, little Dalton Hilliard. Dalton Hilliard action. Ooh. Yeah. What else? Uh, Richard Robinson. Freshman year only. Richard <laughs> Robinson. What? Richard Robinson was 21 his whole time. Never mind. Yeah, but he he wasn't ever as good as he was his freshman. Yeah. And then he got kicked off the team. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. He had like that really great game against Mike Evans. You remember that? Yeah, I was, was watching it for this podcast. He locked him down. They locked him down. And then, yeah, just Mike Evans has been locked down a lot of times. Just has he? Yes. Uh, there was something recently about Marshawn Lattimore, Marshawn Lattimore locked him down and he got all like, he was like no, was emotional about defense. it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> um, this this podcast, I, I really wanted to do this one as an episode dedicated to my hatred of Texas A&M. Um, and we, we will get to that. Um, but first, I wanted to thank our sponsor, Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette. Brandon Lejeune, been really good to us in our podcast, the little podcast that could. Um, I will post all of his info on Facebook. So you guys actually reach out to him, follow him on Facebook. He posts deals all the time. He posts he posts this like monster truck uh, situation the other day. I reposted it on our Facebook page. I, I just need to send this over to you, Jack. Whenever I get these, I just need to like send it right over. It Monster truck. Yeah, the tire was, he posted like him right next to the truck and the tire was taller than him. He's not a tall guy to begin with, but the tire was taller than him. Um, so I sent it to Summer and I was like, Summer, what do you think? I just want to see you try to get into this truck. Um, she yeah. said no. So... <laughs> But anyway, um, he's got some great deals going on over there. They have uh, the 2020s. They're probably trying to roll out right now because the 2021s are coming in. Um, but, yeah, reach out to him. He will hook you up on a deal, and he loves to do business with LSU fans. He had Shaq in there recently. Um, so Wait, what? Shaquille O'Neal. Wait, what's the story there? I think they just hook him up with some vehicles, and he, he – he uh he goes in there and gets some deals. Well, there you go. There you go. I know. Nothing like Shaq coming <laughs> into your dealership. If Shaq can um, fit in there comfortably. Yeah. Okay, so one of the hot topics uh, this week, well, there's a few things. First of all, sports are back. Yeah. So baseball and basketball. I've never uh, been so excited for the MLB in my yeah, life. Right, and they had um, – all right, I was listening to our friend uh, Hannah Griff uh, actually today, and – all right, so Major League Baseball started uh, with their bubble situation, and everybody's playing in their home arenas and all that kind of stuff, and this was very much a test case of, like, how this is going to work uh, because the NBA is in their own, like, separate world yeah. cut off from everybody. It's the bubble. Except for Lou Williams. Uh-huh. Uh, he's the only one that's decided yeah. he's going to go 
gallivant in he, Atlanta. He just needed a quick bite. Yeah, apparently he strip club loves the, the food spot. at the strip club. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. yeah he is a. I'm, I mean, don't want to go to a Chinese buffet or anything uh-huh. like that. He just wants to go to the strip club to get yeah. his wings. Um, <laughs> but uh, M- MLB, they were playing in their home arenas with no fans, of course, and seems seem like they were going to be getting the jump on the NBA, no pun intended, but they were going to get the jump on the NBA with, all right, everybody's watching Major League Baseball. This whole week, everybody's just watching Major League Baseball. Like, there's a couple other things going on, but Major League Baseball is getting everybody's attention because it's the only thing that's yeah. live. Right. Um, and everybody's just jonesing for sports. Mm-hmm. Miami Marlins come out today that um, I think 13 guys have tested positive now. I saw 14. 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was probably from a few guys that got everybody else infected kind of thing. Yeah, it's probably more now even. Yeah, you know. and it it's just the wrong thing for us to deal with right now. Yeah, four days and in. And it's like, bruh, get it together. It. Yeah. So uh, the other thing was apparently there was something about how they know that somebody was positive and they still allowed them around. No. Yeah, there is something crazy about this to where it's like, dude, this is – this is how we're not going to have sports is for dumb people like this that are going to be in charge of these sports teams. I do wonder, do you, uh, do you think there's any chance that the way the MLB reacts to this is going to affect football? Um, so Hannah Griffin, this is why I was uh, mentioning him. He had a great point with this okay. in the Hester today was this is actually a, could turn out to be like a positive test scenario to talk to the college football players and athletes and hopefully all the teams do this as like okay you think you're just having fun and it doesn't really matter that you go out or you do things that we're not wanting you to go do well it could have like a serious impact on not only our team but like the entire season I mean Major League Baseball there's a lot of people that think they're just gonna like shut everything down yeah Um, I don't think that's gonna happen but I don't see that I don't see that either. Not for one team like that. I, I think it could be. Uh, I, I think they need to be. I think they need to be fine. Did you see what Peter Burns said on Twitter today? No. He was saying that, uh, in in his opinion, the MLB should like forty eight hour shut down, reassess, get right back to it. On I mean Wednesday, I guess. Yeah. So they they've shut the Marlins. The Marlins are down. Obviously, their team's playing right now. Well, so let the, well, how, not doing how about that. you just say Marlins? You're you're out right now. Dude, no one cares. From fucking Marlins. They're stop. the Marlins. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were worried. I saw some. There was a wording, and it said, uh, "If COVID nineteen affects the competitive, uh, the competitive spirit or the game or kind of thing, or something like that, uh, then the commissioner can shut it down." But and this isn't going to do that. Exact because it's the Marlins. Yeah, but everybody that plays the Marlins, I guess they just get a. I, well, they just don't play that game, and right. you have one less game on your schedule every time you play the Marlins. Yeah, but big deal. Like, right. unless it comes down to the end, and it's like one team is one game up on another. Well, maybe team. some of the they could figure something out. Maybe could you, those, some could, of those teams could play each other. Could you? Could you imagine though? It's like Wait, uh, the what were they? National League. So say it's like the uh, no the Nationals and the Phillies are like, um, all right, one of them is thirty and. Tw- uh, no, no, forty and twenty, because it's a sixty game season. The other one is thirty nine and twenty, oh. and it's because <laughs> they didn't get to play the Marlins, or they would have tied. Those kind of scenarios. Yeah. I mean, everything's something's going to happen like this this year. But 
with that too, college football, there are some rumors in place about possibilities for the SEC scheduling this year. Um, and we've been talking about this because I think that's, I think that's one of the most important topics that nobody's really, I don't feel like anybody's talking about. Things are obviously going to change with the schedule. Yeah. I felt like it was like, I was looking around, looking at people's predictions. Everybody's coming up with like their, their predictions. Phil Steele comes out and I know they put all these things in place, but like everybody's talking about the season just being normal and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Something's about to change with the schedule. Right. Are we going to go to conference only? Right. Like, I'm not going to start talking about the damn US, UST, U, Jesus, UTSA game. Right. Because it's not going to happen. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. I'm not booking tickets to go to Houston against Rice because we're not going to play Rice. Right. Don't do all. that. Don't right. don't book your tickets to right. Houston for Rice. Exactly. But I was even I was even questioning. Um, you know, we're looking at all these SEC predictions now, and it's like, okay, are we playing? our regular SEC schedule, or are we going to be adding teams? Right. I mean, if we're going to be adding teams, then we're going to we're gonna just stop doing your predictions because yeah. it's all going to change. Yeah. A&M, that's the perfect example of this, and that's what we're going to talk about them today, is like they don't play anybody. Yeah. So add one team to the East, um, and it may, if it's the wrong team, then yeah. that's another loss. Yeah, I mean, it could be like Georgia or something like that. I mean, Florida. Florida, Georgia, Tennessee. They're not going to be terrible. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, but like, it's no, that's no cakewalk for Texas A and M. Correct. If LSU that's what I'm saying. Tennessee, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If LSU added Tennessee, I'd say it's for fine. Sure. Oh, but I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, where are you playing the games at? Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Well, it sounds like the rumor is now that um, could be conference, conference only schedule with your existing conference schedule as it is, and then one non-conference. Uh, power five team as an addition to that schedule. So a nine game schedule, mm-hmm. one non-conference rest, your regular right. conference games, which for LSU's case would be Texas. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like the big 12 is all about playing the sec on some of these games, but there's that also keeps in where Georgia plays Georgia tech, Florida plays um, Florida state, state. Uh, South Carolina, Clemson, all those rivalry games well, stay in. Would in South Carolina still play Clemson? Because Clemson, would Clemson keep Notre Dame or would Clemson keep South Carolina? Well, Notre Dame technically will be a part of the ACC in this equation, I think uh, is what they're right. saying. I forgot about that. Yeah, now that. Notre Dame is going to still have to add games. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where maybe Alabama, maybe even Texas A&M come into the equation on some of those because – Alabama had USC that dropped off, um, and then Texas A&M had Colorado that dropped off. So those are Pac-12 teams that they have to replace. Yeah. So there's options that they probably are going through, and they they probably knew this was coming a couple of weeks ago. And that's when some of those stories started coming out about Notre Dame, Alabama, yeah. maybe looking at a deal, that kind of thing. Right. But I think that's the first scenario that we need to look at first before we start really diving into predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, then we're going to have to go back and figure out uh, how many passing yards uh, Miles Brennan's going to have again because right. we've already gone down this road, right? Right. Um, yeah, so you take out the cupcake game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, we're looking at probably – it might be like 3,000. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. If it's a 10-game schedule – You take out the – But you're only looking at the 10-game schedule. You're not talking about an SEC championship game. You're not talking about the playoffs. We're just talking about 10 games, 3,000 yards in 10 games. 
I heard Matt Moscona. Let me get on this. I don't know. I can't even wrap. I heard my head Matt Moscona talking so about this, and I think he was still looking at it as a full season, like we had last year. Say we have a full season, like we had last year. He was talking about a four thousand yard passing season for Miles Brennan being completely unrealistic, and he was breaking it down, saying with a twelve game schedule. With a 12, 12 game schedule, he was like, "You're talking about Miles Brennan having to average." 300 yards passing and I over, was like over 12 wait. games 4,000 passing yards he doesn't think that's possible he just doesn't think that it's realistic to ask Miles Brennan to do that and I'm telling him it's realistic to expect that out of our offense now um, yeah. I don't know where where these people including Matt Moscona are thinking that our offense is changing I'm watching the Texas A&M game from last year I'm watching the Clemson game. I'm watching the Alabama game, and man, we're all we are all over the field, and we got wide receivers wide open. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't understand where this is still coming from. And but you have kind of changed the subject here a little bit, but you also have the guy who was just named high school athlete of the year coming in. High school well, athlete of the year. I think <laughs> I think some people are, and we talked about this the other day. I think some people are jumping on who we've lost and they're not looking at who we're who first of all who yeah. we had on the team that y'all don't even know about I got into an argument with an old Miss guy right. and I was telling him uh like last year our second team would have beaten A&M our Probably. second team would have beaten Texas A&M last year on that game right yeah that's how bad Texas A&M was and that's how good we were yeah I mean it's night and day yeah uh, but now everybody's wanting to say, oh, well, we've lost all these guys. We're not going to be as good. They don't know what we've still had on the bench. Yeah. And they don't know the recruiting class that we're bringing in. That's why when whenever, like, Alabama loses a bunch of players, you don't go to Alabama and say, like, oh, you lost all these players. You're going to suck now. Right. Because they reload. Yeah, they reload. And I don't, I don't think, think it's people, commonplace. I don't think people realize they that don't, LSU is recruiting on a similar yeah. level. Yeah. And is going to reload just the same. They aren't thinking the same way. They don't have the same perception of us as they did with Alabama. Right. Um, but it's just going to take a few more years of and us granted, beating down it's, teams. It's to fair, find though, out. because it not, it's not fair, but it's LSU lost more this year, I would say, than Alabama has lost in any individual year. Okay. So this I brings me to. I think that's true. This brings me to the big topic that I wanted to talk about today, which is the expectations of Texas A&M. And I've heard multiple people talking about this. I think Phil Steele has him like ranked higher than us. In the preseason. Yeah, where do we have them? Okay, so we have LSU fourth, and we have Texas A&M tied for 12th with Texas on our Bandit Radio rankings. But I think I think we were saying that because of how weak Texas A&M's schedule is. Yeah. I still think Texas A&M, if they had their regular schedule, 9-3 and three is their best shot. Yeah. 8-4 and four is probably very realistic still because you still have to win all those other games. I mean, but, all right, so there is a guy that I've been um, looking at on Twitter. It's uh, SEC Mike, Michael Bratton, um, and he's actually with um, Saturday Down South. And he has got some predictions that he made on his podcast, and he had Texas A&M winning the West. He actually – also, I see a pinned tweet from him right on the top of his tweet page. He's got SEC power rankings back in April, post-spring. Uh, Florida 1, Georgia 2, Alabama 3, LSU 4, A&M 5. 
Um, I don't really have too much to say about that. But he had A&M win in the West over Alabama number three, <laughs> and he had LSU number uh, – I'm sorry, Alabama number two, LSU number three. It's just so nonsensical to put A&M as winning the SEC. Winning the SEC. Um, Come on, man. So then he tweets, he, he tweets this today. Um, and it's an article, apparently, that he wrote uh, saying, Texas A&M's passing attack in for a big season? The Aggies bring back unmatched uh, continuity when it comes to the passing game among SEC teams. Dude, Kellen Mond is still the quarterback. He sucks. He is not good. He sucks. We showed you <laughs> last year. Like, that's my point about his, this. Um, I pulled up his, his passing stats against, L- against not LSU, uh, against SEC teams. Right. 200 yards per game passing. Yep. Uh, I think it was 31 touchdowns, and that's over 23 games, uh, and 19 picks over 23 games. He's 56% completions. So this guy said something about um, he he showed him something last year in the uh, in the bowl game against Oklahoma State uh, where he was the MVP of that game. So Kellen Mond ran for 117 yards in that bowl game. And a lot of that that. was on a 70-yard run. Okay, so a lot of that was on a 70-yard run, if you just want to look at the stats. But he was also, what was his uh, passing stats? It's 13 of 19 for 95 yards. Yes, he had 95 yards passing. Great performance in the Texas Bowl. Yeah. Uh, To go 8-5. and That is Kellen Mond's best performance. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean... You got to be joking, if, right? If, if that's the game he wants to bring up, okay. If that's and, the and then everybody starts hammering about it, and he said, "Well, I'm not a big stats guy. I'm about you know rallying around the team and all that." And I'm like, dude, it, just watch the game. Watch how he folds. Like you can't uh, throw for under 500, under 100 yards, and like be good. You can't dude, do it. <laughs> I, I mean, this isn't 1950 <clears throat> against LSU last year. It was just so obvious that we were like all right and i think uh somebody had tweeted us today about because i i mentioned this uh, on twitter about how give us your favorite texas a&m moments yeah uh over the last 10 years because we've completely been completely dominant yeah. over them and one one guy said one guy brought up the uh 45 21 home game we were at that we game played neck yeah yeah and then uh oh, where yeah, they we played neck yeah um, and then, yeah, then somebody else said, well, I would say Texas is a better moment because I don't want to give Texas A&M, um, I guess any the attention pleasure of, yeah, yeah, caring, because that's, right? that's what yeah, they yeah. want. That was actually, that was my friend, Chris Allen ball. Okay. So my point is they got our attention last year, actually in 2018, after that, uh, ridiculous game that we had to live through and, that got our attention to where then it's now going to be a blowout for the next next 10 years. Yeah. That's how bad it's going to be for Texas A&M against LSU. Yeah. They're always going to have our attention now. Yeah, and A&M is super screwed this year, man. With no fans there. Yeah, it's not like you're going to Kyle Field to get like so now this Well, will be that's our another first thing. Time. We don't know yet about the fans, but I get that's part, the last part game of the, of the year, so. part of the rumors of the fans is I'm um, jumping the gun. And well, assuming. it's still what your your point is valid because it's not. I don't think you're gonna have a full it stadium. Be, it won't be a hundred thousand people. I think it'll. I think it could just be like um, student section. No, I think it could just be like players, parents, and family, and like mm-hmm. 
uh, high donors and stuff like that. I don't Maybe. know if it's even going to be the student section because you're going to be allowing everybody just to cram into one little small space. I don't think anybody's going to allow that to happen this year. Yeah, um, right. So either way, though, even if it's just the student section, too, that's not enough just, crowd noise to make a difference. Way, it's not the full right. Kyle Field experience. I think LSU, with not only Kyle Field, but going to um, Gainesville. That's huge. I mean, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Huge. That, I was really worried about that game in terms of Miles Brennan. Yeah, crowd noise, all that kind of wise. stuff, because that is a really loud place. Yeah. I mean, it's brutal. Even Joe Burrow had had trouble with the crowd noise there. Oh, for there. sure. And, I mean, he's – most cool and calm guy under pressure that there is. So what we wanted to do on this podcast is let you guys relive the last 10 years of Texas A&M LSU football, and we are going to do that right now. On this LSU Rewind, we discuss LSU's complete dominance over Texas A&M for the last 10 years. First up, the 2010 Cotton Bowl. LSU with over 200 yards on the ground today. We are early third quarter. Jefferson going deep for Tolliver. He's got it. Touchdown. It's part of the game. LSU Tigers victorious in the 75th AT&T Cotton Bowl Classic. 2012. Snap. Here comes a big Tiger rush. Manziel steps up in the pocket. Was missed by one receiver. He does throw it. It is intercepted. Picked off at the 45. Comes to the near side to midfield. He's down to the AM 47-yard line. Picked off by Therold Simon. Waiting on the snap. And he hands it off. Jeremy Hill. 40, 35, 30, 25, 20. It's a foot race. Jeremy Hill scores. 2013. Mettenberger to throw. Daddy Bowman, Jarvis Landry, touchdown LSU. With the catch, he goes across a thousand yards, joining Beckham. Five. Yes, they are. Six. six. <laughs> yeah. Across the middle, intercepted Lawson. Craig Lawson has it. Out to the 25 and down. 2014. Well, too much, but showing the young pup how it's done. A baptism. Fournette into the secondary. Runs oh. over a man. Leonard Fournette. Touchdown. Put him on the hood, Leonard. 22 yards. 2015. And they'll give it to Geis coming around the left side. Daylight. He had a great kickoff return. Put it on the board. 50 yards after a 75-yard kickoff return that led to nothing. Guys said, we'll leave nothing to chance this time. I'm taking it to the house. 2016. Sievers tight to the formation. One to the left, one to the right. Give to Geis, right side. He breaks outside. 35-30. Can't race at the 20. 15-10. He's running this ball back to Houston. Touchdown, Tigers! 45 yards for Darius Geis, his second 45-yard touchdown of the evening. 2017. Here's a Wildcat with Darrell Williams taking the snap. He faked the jet sweep. Williams straight ahead, and he's in a foot race. Trying to get past Tucker. Darrell Williams, the senior, to the five. 
Gatling, end zone. Touchdown, DJ Chark! I was unable to find any clips from the 2018 game, but here is a recap. LSU won three times. And finally, 2019. Excited for Saturday. Excited. <laughs> because what? of redemption, because of the way unfolded. Like, why does that one guy never win the Chance to go 12-0. <laughs> <laughs> on third and 10, seven minutes to go in the opening quarter. Wide open receiver, Justin Jefferson, a touchdown for LSU. Another play fake by Burrow, and a deep strike, and an open receiver. Jamar Chase, another touchdown. Kellen Mond, four for 10 passing for 21 yards. And dumped again by Damone Clark. And the punt takes us to the half. 324 yards for LSU, 40 for That's Texas A&M. 31-0, Tigers. LSU about to complete a perfect regular season at 12-0. Trouble in the end zone. Foster That's trying to get rid of it. And That's I believe the referee is saying yep. he went out of the back of the end zone or stepped no. on the back line. On the field as the Would have been grounding in the end zone anyway. So I hope you guys liked that little highlight package because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed making it. Um, How long did that take you? Not long. Just got to grab a clip, grab a clip, you know, uh, that kind yeah, of thing. Okay. But, um, I I really wanted everybody to see like okay it it's it's not just a recent deal like we've been we had less miles as offense and they couldn't do anything against us then um, yeah I mean you have Leonard Fournette running over a guy you have Darius Geis running over guys you have Darius Geis breaking the LSU rushing record against these guys <laughs> um, Joe Burrow sets passing records against these guys. Um, we, we actually, um, thought we were firing our coach and then we beat you guys and we kept the coach. <laughs> like there's a lot of Jordan Jefferson looked like a great quarterback against you guys. Um, I, there's plenty of things that I can point at as Mike Evans got shut down. We shut down Johnny football. Yeah. Twice. I was about to say, the best player in their history completely destroyed him. And I love when they come back on, I think it was like a Barstool A&M account that always says something like the goat and it shows Johnny Manziel. What a bunch of idiots. Golly. So we showed you what the goat was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of hearing about Texas A&M and I'm so tired of hearing that they're going to be better than us this year. It is laughable. And I cannot wait for the season to start and I cannot wait to play this team again. Um, that's why I wanted to do this package because I'm like, I'm completely fed up listening to this crap. And I, it's weird because I'm taking my hatred away from like Alabama and I'm like pointed it towards Texas A&M. Well, it's like, you know, I, I feel like we it's not even worth my our, time, right? Our, our Bama hate though. It's like, it's at a, it's like a, at a 10 year low because we finally beat them. So we beat like them, right. We kind of exercise some of those. Well, I feel like just, I, I feel like can focus on other things. Why am I, why am I even giving this? time and credence 
because it's but, all over but Twitter. But people still talk about this. Yeah. They still talk about Texas A&M is going to be a good program and they're going to win the SEC West, not just over LSU, but over Alabama too. And Auburn. That's crazy. Who they're also not better than. Right. You're and the only the only thing I could say about the Auburn game is that they were going to go to Auburn. It was an automatic loss to me going yeah. to Auburn. Yeah. Now things may be shifted where there's not a, b- a big home field advantage, but I still don't trust still Kellen Mond beating – Auburn's the better team. I don't trust him beating uh, Kevin Steele's defense. I just yeah. don't. I think Bo Nix is a better quarterback. I do too. Which is saying I think a Bo, lot. It is saying a lot. <laughs> I think Bo Nix is a better quarterback, and I think Gus Malzahn uh, is going to score more points than Jimbo Fisher will. Probably. Um, Although – this is kind of going on a tangent, but I don't. I am interested to see how good Auburn's defense is this year. I am too, but I'm also losing a lot. I also know what Texas A&M's defense is, and it's like, okay, yeah, I have no faith in that. Yeah, I just don't. It, that was something weird. Everybody's too. all over this defensive coordinator they have too. This Mike Elko guy from Notre Dame that came over last yeah. year and like, yeah, humiliated last year. They sucked. They're they were not good. worse. It was Their so defense, sh- you mean? Oh, wait. Did He's you, defensive I, coordinator. I thought you said offense. No. Jimbo um, Fisher is still doing their offense. I mean, yeah. that's not that's sure. not anything that's going to change. Yeah. It's um, going to be pro style. He doesn't them, have a quarterback, though. Hit some screens. He just yeah. doesn't have the quarterback. Yeah. They had two wide receivers leave to go to the draft. They that's, both got undrafted. That's what I didn't understand about SEC Mike saying that they returned so much in the passing game. They lost uh, Courtney Davis and uh, the tall guy. Yeah. What was his name? I forget his name. I know who you're talking about Richardson or something like that. Um, no, I don't. I don't understand. He's just I talking about Kellen Mond, and I don't know what the infatuation is around Kellen Mond. I always hear people say uh, that, like, they think Kellen Mond is uh, specifically this offseason. They say that, like, they think that Kellen Mond is probably a top three quarterback in the SEC. And that's I'm crazy. Like, what are you basing that on? I don't know. It I doesn't make any it. sense to me. And the fact that you can say that just because he's a, a an upperclassman, but then somebody like Miles Brennan, you shit on. They're the same fucking uh, class. I don't. I don't get it. I mean, I get it. Mel- Mond has more experience, but that doesn't mean his experience is terrible. It's a terrible experience. <laughs> Uh, no one enjoys I, that experience. I'm sorry. I just had to go off on a little bit of a tangent on Texas A&M because it's just so laughable right now. <laughs> we can move on. We can talk about something else. I've given this too much time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you agree? Yes. Well, I was going to say <laughs> some stuff, but you, you, you took all the things. Like I, I was like, okay, I'm going to say this, and then you said it. And I was like, okay, well, I'll say this. Uh, it's killing me. <laughs> I feel like this whole week is I've taken it's taken off like five years of my life. Yeah. Just Harping on Texas A&M, <laughs> I can't I can't get it out of my system. Wait till we get to Alabama. Oh my God, you think I have some stuff to say about Texas A&M? But at least Alabama, like, at least the stuff that they say has yeah, like, at least some, they're a good team, right? Backing to they're it, a good you know? team. Like they've won, that. they've won like half of the past ten. National if you said Alabama is going to win the West, I will be like, okay, I yeah. get it. I mean, I can completely see where you're coming from. I'm like, I'm almost there, <laughs> you know? I mean. Like, I'm an Eric Gilbert away from that. I mean, I, think Eric Gilbert I, could, I could be more accepting of you telling me that Auburn is going to win the West than Texas A&M is going to win the West. Yeah. And because I'm still not accepting of that. Because I've done it 
three times. I still the past think 10 you're, I, and I still think all these guys are completely underrating us, okay. which is fine. You can underrate us, but don't overrate sure. some trash team like Texas A. No, yeah. that's ridiculous. Um, that's not doing your homework. What, another thing I don't understand, you know, Texas A&M, their best year was in their first year mm-hmm. uh, in the SEC. And they went, I think, 10-2. and two. They beat Alabama, that crazy game. Johnny Manziel had the crazy touchdown where he, you know, made the entire defense miss and right. threw it in the back of the end zone. Which um, was a great game. That was an awesome game. And I was all for it. And that A&M, A&M team was a great team. LSU beat them that year, but they were a great team. Yeah, Jeremy Hill is still running for touchdowns yeah. against them right now. Yeah. That was a weird game too, um, but that was that was that was their best team that they've had in the past ten years. Yes, uh, since joining the SEC, and that team didn't go to the SEC championship either. No, and then the next year, I could say they were still really good the next year because you still had Manziel and you had Evans, and they put up a lot of points on a lot of teams, yeah. and we humiliated them. Yeah, uh, in a pouring rain. And, again, it's a less miles offense humiliated you guys. So, stop with this. Yeah. I think they – I saw some stats on them from last year. Their their points for average last year was 29 points, and their points against was 22 points. So, 29-22 average for the season. Seven-point differential. Right. That's so bad. And you're eight and five. That's exactly where you should be. You're eight and five. This year, I could easily see – Six and four. Well, okay, so we're talking about a nine-game season, right? Let's go. So, okay, well, so who's their who's I, their add-on game? Huh? Who's their add-on game? Or uh, you want us to do conference only? Uh, well, let's do the add a non-conference game and then add a extra East team. Do the ten. Add one more East team. Add one more East team. Add the non-conference game. Well, so let's if you the, add the an East game. team, it's going to have to be. Um, either Florida, Georgia, or Tennessee. It would probably be Florida because I think that's the team that they haven't played like the most. Recently. I don't know how they're going to do that if they did it anyway. So I couldn't even tell you that. All right, I, let's I, just say let's whatever, just say whatever, whatever teams whatever in the middle. Let me whatever say, teams in the middle of the East say well, Kentucky, Tennessee. Or, okay, Kentucky, yeah, Tennessee or Kentucky, either I, one. They're about neck and neck. I can see Kentucky beating Texas A and M. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like a shocking thing for no. me to see te- Kentucky no. beat them. No. Tennessee, I could see Tennessee beating Texas A&M. Okay, so we're do you, we do we agree LSU, Florida, Alabama, and Georgia are beating Texas A&M for sure. Yes. Yes. LSU, Alabama, Auburn are those three losses. Even to with me, those even three are with losses. No fans, those three are losses. I would agree. Mississippi State, Mississippi State, Mike Leach. Who, Who knows? knows? Crazy shit. Your defense going on. sucks. Your Lane defense Kiffin. sucks. Lane Kiffin. I'm a, uh, I'm not so tons far on of that. offensive weapons. Who knows? In my opinion, that's another like if something crazy happens, I don't know. Your Adams defense isn't you're that at great. You're South Carolina. I know South Carolina isn't great, but neither is Texas A&M. And that's a that's somehow a rivalry game. I don't know how that works, but that's somehow yeah. a rivalry game. Uh, so again, anything in Texas happen. A&M and South Carolina is a rivalry game somehow. I don't well, know. Well, because they're like the cross opponent, and it's kind of turned it into a rivalry somehow. Eh. Even though they're like nowhere close to each other. I've they're never like the heard two of that. farthest apart in the SEC, as far as apart as you can get in the SEC. That's the cross uh, division matchup somehow. I don't know. That's um, they need to. Speaking of that, they need to readjust the uh, realign the, the conferences. Yes, they're never going to do it. And you know Fix why? Fix the fucking divisions because you'd have to move Auburn. It and it's uh, Alabama Auburn. That's yeah. the reason why. I mean, that can still remain the 
non-conference. I mean, the cross division. But um, then you would have Alabama all right. Would so you'd have lose you'd have A and M. You would have Missouri, LSU, uh, Arkansas. Uh, so I mean, that's five right now. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. That would be your seven teams. Did you say Missouri? I said Missouri. Okay. So that would be your seven teams, and then everybody else would be on the East. So you'd have Alabama, Auburn, uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, uh, Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Florida, and Kentucky. Kentucky, right? You'd have Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, and that? Florida. What's wrong with that? Come, come from the SEC. I know the we would fan. be we would be <laughs> sitting pretty. So we we miss. All we miss Alabama, everybody. Auburn, Georgia, Florida. We miss all of them. We 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 would beat everybody, and then the last game of the season would be to go to the SEC championship game, and then we beat Texas A and M fifty to seven. Yep, that's how it would work every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we had some Twitter beefs uh, this week, right? We did? Didn't we? Oh, you did. I did. Yeah, I've been getting into it, man. Hey, you've been starting all the fights. I've lately. been starting a lot of stuff. And everybody just thinks to me now because like that's there's a lot of like jerks out there on yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Um, and I've been try- I've been really trying to be friendly for with a lot of people, <laughs> and even LSU some LSU people are jerks. Um, oh, you're talking about the the recruiting stuff. Yeah, the Mike Mr. That Mike was, drop. Okay, that's that who was, I call him, Mr. Mike drop. That was me. He okay, knows who. Never mind. You was, started it. Yeah. Yes, was, you did start it. And mine. I said, I thought you were talking about the A and M stuff. No, no, no. So you were starting it, and then I texted you, and I said, they're, they're not going to let you up on this. <laughs> no. It's going to keep going. They 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 came for me. For uh, sure. It was about recruiting rankings. And I was keeping it so like chill. You were in like. And, and there was one guy like, we were talking to who was very polite with us. Yeah. And, said, and I was like, oh, good debate. Yeah, yeah. Great job. Yeah. You know. It was cool. But one guy doesn't like us. Yeah. Um, Jackass. Yeah. Mr. Mike Drop does not like us at all. I guess he feels like I'm uh, jumping in on his turf is, or something. I don't know. He's never liked me from the beginning. He's one he of those guys, He got personal with me one time. And I, I'm... Did he? Yeah, he did. He, he sent me a little uh, gift. He made a, he made a gift about me. Oh, that's right. With yeah. the T-shirt stuff. Yeah, he's saying I stole T-shirts, ideas, and stuff like that. So it's stupid. like, dude, I have a day job, bro. No one's no one's buying our T-shirts anyway. I know. Guys, come on, man. Can y'all fucking buy our T-shirts? Yeah, please buy our T-shirts. On? One team, one podcast.com. Don't be a dick. Buy our T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Coffee's for closers only. But yeah, I don't. I don't know why some of these people are, are like this on Twitter and so it's all the recruiting guys it's the recruiting guys they they think that uh, the 247 guys the are lazy guys. so Shay Dixon yeah. Dixon I want Shay Dixon to come on the podcast I've been reaching out to him I want him to come on set it straight they think that okay if you did not play college football or play high school football uh, that you aren't qualified to be a scout. I, I think that's so fucking stupid. And they're talking about Shay Dixon, I think. And that kind of like, they? I, I would assume, I don't really know, but it feels like that's who they're talking about, and I they're pointing they're their finger about, about him. I think they're just talking about all the guys who do the ratings for the uh, players. You know, who like do like the Barton ratings. Simmons and those guys? Yeah. I mean, Barton Simmons is the freaking uh, well, I know they're talking scouting. I know what they do. College football. And look, I get it. Content is king right now, and there there hasn't been any sports, and so yeah, everybody, especially if you have a daily talk show, yeah, you're grabbing on to every single small thing, and you're yeah, making it the biggest deal ever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my god, stop the presses! We have to talk about yeah. why this kid dropped eighty spots. 
right. in the that's 247 just, rankings. That's why we just had a full segment on Texas a and <sighs> Would not right. have had that if there was normal sports exactly. going on. <laughs> um, I don't know what the fascination is about how you have to have all this experience to be a scout, and I, I feel like that's what they're doing is they're trying to jump on. Right, and my main point was just that, like, because there's I mean, plenty of people that have probably played football who don't know how to scout either. Right. So I think you can do one or the other. I don't think it always has to be that way. Right. And like, did did y'all play football? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But the, I also I know this. I don't know their names. I do I know that it's political. Them, I do know that sure. two four seven is trying to get subscriptions. Yes. But like, stop making. But who stop cares? taking the bait every time this happens. Yeah. That's, because that's what these are the same guys that take uh, the bait when every single time Colin Cowherd says anything about Louisiana. Oh my God! I thought I can't. Believe, let me get on my soapbox again why and is, talk about. Why is he getting paid so much? It's right. Because of your he, reaction. Because you got his attention. Right he got your attention. Right. Exactly what he wanted to that's do. That's why he makes. This like is probably what millions. This is why. Dollars. This is what Texas A&M wanted for me, huh? They wanted me to jump on them and. That's is the exact tension that they wanted. SEC Mike got us, man. He got us. <laughs> Damn you, SEC Mike. Dick. Um, dick. Yeah, but that, we got into that war. I got into something with this old Miss guy. Who, old Miss guy. Yeah, there was some old Miss guy, and we were talking about. Um, what were we talking about? Texas A&M. Yeah. So this guy from Old Miss decided he was going to say his. Uh, it was fifth quarter. SEC had posted it. Let's give us our top fourteen SEC ranking predictions and he said west alabama one texas a&m two lsu three blah 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 and i was like what's what's the love affair over a&m um and this is like i feel like these guys know that i'm about to respond to an a&m prediction now and um and he said uh i said you know they're still going to have three to four losses this year even with a fairly easier schedule and he was trying to say that their schedule is not just fairly easy. It's really easy. Which and my is point is, still, it's actually made my point, which is, yes, I understand. Their their schedule is super easy, and they're still losing yeah. three to four games. Right. I think one of the big things is, though, um, you know, Texas A&M, they, they return a lot, which is exactly why I have – LSU beating them by a lot of points. Well, and that's when I told them, I said, our, uh, we beat that team by 43 points, and our second team would have beat them. And he said, your second team would have gotten taken to the woodshed by A&M. I just don't know how you can base that. And I said, I can't wait for you to see our second team this year. <laughs> we will beat A&M by two to three touchdowns. Our offense is still in place. And so he goes on about how many – players we've lost blah 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 I keep hearing it over and over and it's not just him it's nationally that's the perception and that's fine you can have that perception all you want but just don't be surprised and don't be shocked when LSU wins the west and maybe has one loss maybe no losses um especially if we if we don't have to play if we only have to play that short of a season um that means you get your buy still um, that's what I was worried about. I was worried about okay, they're gonna, multiple buys. We're going to add. That's probably why they're not adding an SEC sched, uh, team into the mix. So you play your existing schedule and you, you just have that one non-conference. Well, you keep your buys in place. Yeah. Um, that's what I was worried about. Was you cram another SEC team right before Alabama? That's going to shake things up a little bit, and not everybody would be on the same playing field. So, yeah, and then we have our guys coming 
uh, coming in, new guys coming in, and I know you wanted to talk about Eric Gilbert, right? Yeah. So he he was just named Gatorade National High School Athlete of the actually just I think it's just the 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 rewards called Gatorade Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Just very the, simple. The overall player. Everybody of the year. in high school, he's the best. Right. Let me go through uh, a couple of players who have won this award. <laughs> okay, yes. The award started in 2003. Try okay. to guess who won. In 2003? LeBron James. Okay. Okay, starting oh, off That's a high. good one. Very next year, Dwight Howard. Okay. 2007, Kevin Love. Man, Let's see. We kind of dropped down there. <laughs> it was a, a drop-off. It was a drop-off. He was good at UCLA. It was a drop-off. Big, big Kevin Love was good. Smaller Kevin Love, not so good. Still... High pick good, in the good, NBA well, good draft. Good guy, yeah. The fact that he's still, it, it, you know, I, I got it. I get you know you. what? I hear, I hear what you're saying. Okay, keep going. Andrew Wiggins, That's future good. number one, number one pick, pick in the NBA. Yeah, right. Carl Anthony Towns, oh, same, yeah. same deal. The cat, yep. Kyler Murray, Jason yep. Tatum, and then Eric Gilbert. Holy uh, cow! Yeah. That's so, some good company. Huge names. Huge yeah. names. LeBron freaking James. I mean, Jesus. Eric Gilbert. Um, I, you know, I saw something I would have been, this is my week. This has just been my week. I looked up some A&M Shit. people talking about A&M and one of the things they decided <laughs> was, um, oh, here, here's another good addition. They, they may have lost a couple of guys, but they have the number one tight end, uh, in the country out of the 2019 cycle. Um, because he got hurt last year, but he was the number one tight end. He's going to be on the roster this year. So you watch out for Texas A&M. And I'm thinking, so talk about Eric Gilbert. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the problem with a lot of these. Uh, it, that's the problem with college football in general is that there's so many recruits and players going around is that when whenever teams lose a guy, it's, they hard, make to, too it's, big hard, of a, it's hard to follow exactly what's going on. Like defensively for LSU this year, we lost so many guys from last year, obviously. I could say that we're probably going to be a better defense this year than we were last year. Uh, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people outside of the LSU world n- know that or right. think that. I right. think they think we're just going to be not as good because we're replacing so many guys and yeah. we replaced our defensive coordinator. They're and, not looking at it the we, way that we are looking at it. We won't be as good. I think we're going to be better. I think we're going to be deeper. And I think oh, you're we talking have, about on defense. Yes, on oh, defense. Okay, I didn't hear you say it on defense. Yes, I thought you meant just as a team. No, we're not going to be as good as we were last year. Yeah. No. Yeah. But okay. do we need to be as good as we were last year to yeah. still go undefeated or yeah. maybe even lose That's a game? That's the main point that people are missing. Like, That's the main thing. All right, we play nine games. Eight and one is Right, just because you're about worse right. doesn't mean you're going to add more losses. Right. That doesn't mean that. No, it doesn't. Right. I mean, is, is, is Miles Brennan going to throw for 4,500 yards in a nine-game season? No. Three thousand in a nine-game season, maybe. I mean, the way that our offense was clicking, this guy's been in the program. Um, but that mm. means you have that means you have a game that's four hundred yards somewhere, you know. Yeah, I mean, I. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Burrow threw for six thousand yards last year mm-hmm. in this same offense. I know he played fifteen games. You know, th- so they just started practicing, right? Mm-hmm. It is so frustrating to not get like practice reports or just get those little like those little clips of like when the media has the availability. It's so frustrating to not have that. Um, I just want to know what's going on. You know what I was know? watching the other day? 
this is like when you're on the toilet and you watch like little <laughs> videos. I was watching uh, J.C. Copeland's Best Big Cat Drills. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go I on YouTube. Seen the J.C. Copeland only. Yes, they have a J.C. Like Copeland a, only Big Cat Drill awesome. where they show all of his best big cat drills. <laughs> go do that. Okay. It, it, the next that's time you guys are on the toilet, go <laughs> check out J.C. Copeland's Big Cat Drills. You and you're gonna be on the toilet for about four minutes. I'm just telling you. <laughs> um, so. All right, so we got NBA returning out of the bubble. When's the opening? Is it Thursday? Thursday so at five thirty. So today is Monday. So yeah. Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So everybody plays on the same day, or is it just like an I opening game kind of deal? I think it's only two games on the first day. Uh, like Pels are the first game. Oh, are they? Okay, yeah. good. Uh, Pels Jazz. Pels Jazz. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jazz. Who? Zion will be back. Zion is returning to the team on Wednesday. I don't know if he's if he's be able allowed to, play to just Thursday. automatically start playing. Okay, but I feel like he probably will be because the NBA bubble is pretty relaxed with their rules because everything's so well kept together. You know, right? Everybody's just isolated in, yeah. in their own little bubble. And he has had zero positive tests. What I so. loved about the whole Lou Williams thing was that they investigated it, like. They were and then like, okay, it went public. That yeah, he went it's an excused absence. And then they, uh, another guy said, "Keep an eye on him." And then somebody <laughs> like follows him around, and they're like, that "Snitch hotline, man." Yeah, bro. Like it is no joke, man. They're like, no, no, no. Nobody's gonna come back in our fucking bubble with this shit. <laughs> You're not fucking up my bubble. <laughs> yeah, I think that was great though. That's a good pr- protocol that they have in place to where they're like, no, no, man. This guy was just all over the place gallivanting around. Yeah. Like, no, you're not just going to come right back yeah, in no, here just and shame, wreck this shit. Just, like, shame the shit out of everyone <laughs> yeah. who fucks it up. If they try to fuck it up, shame. Oh, man, that was so good. Yeah. Um. So, all right, the Lakers look really good. Yeah. I've been watching highlights of them. Lakers look really they good. look like they're ready to go. Um, I watched a 20-minute highlight. They look tape. better now than they did before COVID, Are you in my about opinion. In their scrimmages, you mean? Yeah. Oh. The way they're moving the ball around and stuff, I watched them a lot like before COVID, and they, they just look like they're yeah, well, playing Kuzma's, really well. Kuzma's back, uh, so that helps. Okay, that helps their spacing a lot. Yeah, you know, I mean he's a good shooter and all. Uh, LeBron's just like taking control though, like he's yeah. just. Well, LeBron has made a serious emphasis when he when he went to LA about like being a really good passer. Okay, I mean he's like freaking Magic Johnson out there. Yeah, almost. he's averaging I think ten assists a game. Yeah, uh, it, that's what I'm seeing is that he just handles the ball and he's able to penetrate and just get to the open guy. Yeah, um, yeah, they they look like they're going to be the team to beat, and I don't know how the Bucks have been looking, but um, actually, Pels play the Bucks tonight. Scrimmage. Oh, it's just a in scrimmage. a scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to play everybody though, like the Bucks. Like, is everybody playing, or are they kind of like sitting a game out kind of deal? Uh, I bet you Giannis will play a little bit. Did you see the Did you see the Nuggets uh, two games ago? What yeah, their starting I, I, lineup was? Yeah, it was. Uh, they had uh, like Jokic four playing uh, point guard. Yeah, yeah. Bobol was their small forward. Yeah, he had a set. Dude, there. Jokic is just taking it up every time. Yeah, he was Which seven footer awesome. taking up the ball. Well, I mean, he's probably one of the top ten best passers in the league. Oh, he's great. I love the guy. Yeah, but it was he's just crazy to see too. a lineup like uh-huh. that. Yeah, it was like everybody was nobody was under six <laughs> ten on the starting lineup, which is nuts. That's terrifying. If they actually came out, if they with actually like that, did that, like it would work. <sighs> You, you would think like you'd do it in like a, like a little stretch at least, right? Yeah. Uh, but Bo Bowl got all this attention. Dude, Bo Bowl is good. 
He did, oh, was he hurt shit. or something yeah, before? I mean, so this is the first time he's ever played, have you looked right? Looked at him. Oh, I know. It's he's just a, like his dad. He's an injury waiting to happen. Manute Bowl is just a tree limb, yeah. ready to like tumble. Dude, he's like shooting. Like he's he's got good handles. He's like seven four. So <laughs> Manute Bowl, his dad, right. was seven seven, and he had um, was he seven seven? Yeah, seven seven, and he had the shortest shorts oh ever, and his legs looked so long, <laughs> like. <laughs> It was ridiculous. It was just like all legs. And he would shoot threes, too. Really? Yeah. It's like, man, who's ever going to block that, that shot? <laughs> yeah, um, no, you can't. No. I saw J.J. Redd said something about, uh, like, Bobo was guarding him. and uh, like He's he like, somehow, no way he's going to block this shot. He somehow, like, got a good contest. And he was like, how the fuck did he do that? <laughs> like, he said that in an interview. Uh, like how, I like J.J. Like Redd. Hell, we need yeah. to get J.J. Reddick on the podcast. J.J. Reddick has a, his own podcast. Yeah, I know. He's got his own. Actually, I've never listened to it. I've heard it's really good, though. Yeah, he, he um, he's a character, it sounds like. But anyway, I watched uh, I watched a 20-minute highlight tape of Zion with the Pels. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking the whole time, I was like, he only played in 20 games. How does he have 20 minutes of highlights? And this was like... Oh, there was never like a dull moment in these highlights. I know. I was like, this is only the most exciting. Games? That uh, was it. The first game that he came back, Spurs, where he like, yeah, he hit all the threes. Hit all the threes. Yeah, <laughs> I was just so excited. Yeah, and every. I mean, the whole the whole crowd that was like went jumping nuts. Were you there? No, no, you were just watching on TV. Oh, man, that, man. Awesome. that was. I know. I started thinking about games that I wish I was. I wish I could have been at recently, and like. I was watching uh, an old. Uh, it was LSU. We we did Jim Hawthorne on other podcasts, mm-hmm. and I was watching the. Um, well, it was the LSU Stanford College World Series game. Oh, okay. it was like in two thousand, and uh, I would have been a senior at LSU, and uh, I think Matt Moscone always talks about being in the crowd, like. Ray Wright catches the ball and he's like in the crowd or whatever, okay. but it was like nothing but students out in the outfield. Okay. And, um, I saw a couple of home runs and they were going crazy. And I was, I was talking to my friend Tim and it was like, man, I wish I would have, wish I would have traveled to these things. Like while yeah. I was in school, like you knew we were going to make the finals. Yeah. 20, uh, 2000. Why didn't we go? Like just, yeah. Everybody else I, was there. That's what I've started doing is like, I'm just going to everything. Let's just go. Like I yeah. went to the SEC championship. I went to the, the Peach Bowl. I went to the. I feel uh, like we miss out on things. Yeah. Like I um, just, I'm not missing anything. Like I don't even care about the price anymore. Yeah. Well, uh, this year you just got to watch out if they're gonna play. Hurt. It doesn't hurt for have the student section. You know. Yeah, you get the student section yeah. uh, yeah. tickets, right? That's, that's, that's See, nice. I'm trying. I was trying to remember that too with like the Coswell series. I bet you there wasn't anything for students. I bet you just had to like buy a general admission ticket kind of deal. Yeah. Um, it was the old way that they did it. I don't remember exactly how that worked, but. Yeah, those are just games that I just look at now, and I'm like, man, that's, we should have done that more. Although, um, I mean, like, I went to, I think, three away games, and I went to all three of the neutral site games, mm-hmm. and but I still regret not going to that Bama game. I watched Because I had an opportunity, but it was, like, $400, and I was like, eh. Yeah. But hindsight, wish I would have paid that, honestly. Um, I was watching another game, the Bluegrass Miracle, just the Kentucky game. Uh-huh. And um, but I think about it now. I didn't know how fun of a town. First of all, Lexington is. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure to go to Lexington next year. Oh my God, go um, there, and I'll tell you. I'll tell you all the places you need to go. Yeah, all the, the yeah. bourbon tours actually, gonna, and all that kind of stuff. I was gonna stuff. ask you if you wanted to come. Actually, so. super fun trip. Here you go. Right, yeah, here. thank here. you. I'm I extending will go. the invitation um, via podcast. Lexington. We'll do a live podcast from Lexington. That'd be fun. 
Well, I'm sure we could hook up with a uh, Kentucky. Fucking hammered. A Kentucky one. Oh, <laughs> dude. Go to Woodford bourbon. Distillery out there, man. Uh-huh. Oh, there is a shopping, um, a grocery store there. It's called Liquor Barn. It's nothing. It's a grocery store full of liquor, um, like an Albertsons, but like what, every same aisle. Same size as Albertsons. Yes, but every aisle is like a different liquor. It's fucking awesome. And there's like three aisles for bourbons, and so like you. I wonder what their tailgating rules are. In Lexington. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure because I wasn't on the campus too much when I was there. Uh-huh. Um, but the basketball arena is like downtown. Yeah, it's not on campus. It's downtown. oh really? I didn't know that. And then there's Keeneland. So That's a lot if, like uh, Texas. What do you know the month that they play? Is it in I October? I don't think. I don't think that's uh, scheduled yet. Okay, if it's in October, Keeneland probably the be Keeneland October. meets the fall meets open up at the beginning of October, and you can go to a Keeneland like horse race. Okay. And it's, like, super cool. And we could That's probably cool. get into, like, the press box area. I know people that are, are over there, they can get us in. Jimmy Ott will probably be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that place. And um, where Jimmy Ott is. But Hannah some people, they'll they'll go to the game, and they'll do, like, a double thing. They'll, they'll go to a race, and they'll go to a game kind of deal. Um, there's some sort of, like, tunnel that they use or something like uh-huh. that. But, yeah, super cool town. Yeah, but oh, I'm going to Lexington, and I'm going to go to the UCLA game. Okay, the so Rose Bowl. I mean, uh, if we I have that, Sarah, Sarah was saying she really wants to go to Napa Valley. That would be an awesome trip. So just do like two crazy. You would have to go alcohol trips, basically. Well, you'd have to go to L.A. and then you'd have to like fly up. Yeah. To San Francisco. Because yeah. I, I would want to make that. I, both of those trips, I would want to make them like pretty long trips. Hopefully yeah. I'm graduated. <laughs> those would be. That would be a fun trip. Yeah, but I'd love to do a Kentucky again because I never went there yeah. for a game. I mean, we only go there. We only play there every 12 years. Yeah. So you can't miss it. But it's like, man, what if you were there and you did all that experience and then you went for the Bluegrass Miracle? Oh, like, God. Like, those are t- those are experiences that I would never want to, like, not do, you know? Yeah. Um, but then I would be afraid that I left the game early. True. Because that was a tough game to watch. Jeez. All right, so what are some other what are some other uh road trips that you would like to do one day? Just like football wise? Mm-hmm. Football games, yeah. Yeah. I mean Rose Bowl's probably at the top of the list. Uh no other teams you would like to play or anything like that? Teams I'd like to play. Uh I mean USC was a long time ago. I don't obviously I was wasn't there for that. So I always wanted to go to Notre Dame. Notre Dame would be a super fun one. Uh, uh I know Michigan would be awesome. Michigan would be house. great. Don't we have them on a home and home coming up? No, I thought no. we did. Oh, we have Clemson coming up. With Clemson coming up. That's gonna be fun. Although that wouldn't be super high on like my bucket list. No, me neither. But it would be fun. Yeah, it would uh, be fun because of the game. Yeah, it's a fun stadium now, but it's just nothing like crazy. Um, Notre Dame would just be because of the history and all. I that. really wanted to go play at Florida State. That would have been super to, fun. We used to do that. Place to go. Go to Doak Walker. I mean, we, I've never been, but like 90s, LSU used right? to play there. Yeah. yeah. We did a couple home and homes uh-huh. over there. Um, I mean, they were really good then. That was Bobby uh-huh. Bowden time. But um, we had a big we fight. Had, we had a brawl on the field after the game. Really? Yeah. Helmet, helmet swinging <laughs> kind of brawl. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I forget the year that was, like 90, 91, 92, something like that. Okay. Well, we're playing in Norman. Uh, oh, I okay. I, I think that's in like six years. I think it's in 
27-28. That's a good game. That'll be a fun one. We've done Virginia Tech. I want to go to South Carolina. Yeah, for the um the techno thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, we were supposed to play there in 2015, but that got hurricane. Oh, that's right. Hurricane so we've, we've, Rouge, we've missed all that to and begin now with. This year we're playing South Carolina at home, so we still won't play them for another six years or whatever. God, we got to figure out the scheduling format for the I SEC, know. man. I know. I really need them to figure this out. I, every I, time we play an East team on the road, I like I ha- I have to go. So I've I've like heard I've heard the twenty twenty they're they're going to announce something maybe in a week or something like that. Uh, and it sounded like ACC was trying to come out with something in a couple of weeks too. So I think they're going to try to like work that out to where and maybe Big Twelve is involved too, where they kind of all announce at the same time. Um, so that's kind of what we're waiting on that. Um, if you guys have any, uh, suggestions on some, on some future LSU rewinds, I would love to hear them also. Um, uh, we're not going to talk about any more Texas a and I've gotten it out of my system. Don't even recommend it. Don't even, don't bring it up. I don't want to talk about Kellen Mond again. I don't want to do any of that. It's just going to get me on this rabbit hole. Uh, but if you guys have any other, uh, not only SEC uh, LSU rewinds, but also players that you guys would like us to get a hold of, uh, reach out to us for there too. But also, you can send us uh, a message on our Twitter. It's one team one pod on Twitter. Uh, but also look at our website at one team one podcast.com. Uh, we have our email address there, and you also can check out all of our old episodes and go to our shop page. It's been uh, banging recently, so got a lot of T-shirts on there. I have now. I have the Dicky V collection, and I have the yeah. Ed O collection. Yeah, I don't know how many of you know, but uh, if any of you listen to uh, Off, Off the, the bench, bench, yeah, they have our T-shirt just in the don't front be of their, a dick is like right on their set. Yeah, so that's our T-shirt. We've yeah. made it. Go ahead um, now. Yeah, but we have we have our don't be a dick T-shirt on our uh, shop page uh, when you go to one team one podcast dot com. Also, big shout out again to our sponsor, Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, 4750 Johnston Street. Uh, Big shout out to Brandon Lejeune, Court Williams over there. Those guys are doing a great job. I'm going to post all of Brandon's info. You guys give him a like and a follow and check out the deals that he's got coming out. Uh, I like to share a lot of his stuff on our, our Facebook page as well. So look look out for us on Facebook and Instagram as well. Also, shout out to Bandit Radio Network. Uh, you can reach out to Bandit Radio at Bandit Radio 3 on Twitter. Uh, we have a podcast network of local LSU podcasts. Uh, go check it out. Uh, guys out, uh, guys, guys over at uh, Out the Box doing some good stuff. They've had uh, Zach Von Rosenberg and they've had uh, Tori Carter on the last couple of weeks. So yeah. want to reach out to those guys. We're going to do a joint podcast with them. We're probably also going to do a golf Maybe like a little golf scramble with those guys. They like to go play golf. Well, maybe we can live Facebook live it. Yeah. yeah, that's exciting. They like I've to play golf. To play a scramble for a while. Pot of gold guys. They they like to play golf too. Maybe we need to make a trip up to uh, Mandeville and go see yeah. those guys. If it yeah, are, let's, if it ever let's stops just, freaking raining. Yeah, let's let's coordinate all these LSU podcasts and take down Mr. Mike Drop. How about that, huh? Ooh. Mr. Mike Drop, we're coming after you, buddy.
One Team, One Podcast, a Bandit Radio Production.